Blog Talk Radio. Simulcast across the country via Blog Talk Radio and later on BFlow360.com. This is Fanatic Radio, America's premier sports music program. Mike Gardner, along with John Gardner, bringing you World Cup show. Bringing you five weeks of coverage from the greatest spectacle in sports live in Brazil. And after today, the finals are set for Sunday as the Germans will take on Argentina. John Gardner, welcome first of all. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mike. Always a pleasure, uh, especially uh, with this World Cup, knowing that two teams that have squared off in the finals twice before will meet at the uh, Stadio de Maracanã in Rio de Janeiro. Before we break down these semifinals games, your initial thoughts on the two teams, two storied clubs, countries, and, and uh, powerhouses in this tournament squaring off. Perfect, uh, Sort of a perfect scenario for the World Cup with these two teams? I mean, for the pundits and for all the people that like history, I'm not happy when Argentina's in the final. Do tell. Not Why happy. not? Because Argentina has not been challenged in this World Cup. They have literally just walked their way through. They, to me, they're not a team that has really fought its way to the World Cup final. They have sort of they've skated by and they've really got lucky. They, they weren't challenged in the group stage at all. They really haven't been challenged in the knockout round. They played two teams that have really just sort of they're not two. They're not two teams that I think in this tournament, Switzerland and Belgium, that have really mustered up enough strength to really challenge Argentina. And the first day they were challenged, which was today by the Netherlands, you know, they took them to penalties. Germany is a much stronger team, much better, much, much more, much more, a much well-oiled machine. Really, Germany, I think, will dominate in the final. It, maybe not dominate, but. Germany will definitely have the upper hand in this final. Argentina needs what do you mean? What do you mean Argentina? What do you mean Argentina hasn't been challenged? They played Switzerland to 118 minutes. The Swiss almost forced penalties, and that was in the round of 16. Yeah, but I think for me, it's just sort of the mystique of the team they played. Look at the group. They had I, the group was awful. It was an awful group. They have not really like there are games that they should have gotten through. On paper, they should have gotten through. Yeah, I mean, you look at the games and you look at the way like those teams played them. I, I don't think for me, if they played against a really good, solid defensive team, Messi struggled. Look at the way, look at the way he struggled today. He didn't really, he didn't really impose himself on the game. He didn't really create as many chances. And he's playing against the top defense in the world. The best defense is not like you're very top. Some of those guys, yeah, you may laugh at them and you may sort of shop like, sort of brush them off. But when Messi was challenged today. He didn't do anything. He didn't create as much. He didn't really impose himself on the game like he was able to do in all those other games. 
And I don't think Germany is going to give him that much, that inch of space to really do that. Well, we'll get to the Germany-Argentina matchup uh, towards the, the end of this uh, special episode of Fanatic Radio, World Cup edition. Uh, Argentina, since the last time we were on air for the World Cup show, how Argentina got here was they did beat a Belgium team that defeated the United States. Is it ironic that Argentina has been through three European teams to get to the finals, knowing that they've been pretty much defensively tested because, as you mentioned, the teams in the group awful. Not garbage teams, because obviously they're in the World Cup, but, uh, but cupcake opponents. And, and to be to be fair to the uh, the Bosnians, the team that on paper should have advanced, but unfortunately they didn't. But then every time a good defensive team faces Argentina, it, um, it's all, you know you, you almost get this sort of zero zero lull. And the only reason why they beat Switzerland was because of a, a turnover in midfield, in which Argentina was immediately on the break. And the only reason they beat Belgium was a lucky deflection. So do you feel like a little bit of a luck is on Argentina's side how they got to the World Cup final? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. They, they've really not, to me, they have not impressed. They have really, they're similar to Brazil. They've really been riding on a wave of luck. They've really been riding on the support that they've, they've been getting from their fans who've traveled in the thousands to come see them. They've had a lot of lucky breaks. I just don't think they're going to get that in the final, especially against a German team, which we've seen is very calculated, very measured, very strong. Yeah, their left runs out in the finals. It really does. I, they just, to me, are not a team that that is that is really is really going to elevate themselves to the final stature. They're, they're a team that does not, just the names and the players themselves really don't bring World Cup champions. Yeah, you've got Messi. You know, it's Messi and his supporting cast. Fair enough, Mascherano had a really good game today, played really well defensively, but Germany's team itself, just those players just ooze World Cup champions. They ooze, they ooze a victory. Just think of the name. Well, go, go, for, go for Argentina. He, go for Argentina played a fantastic, probably the best game he's played all the World Cup. Yeah, but I don't think, he wasn't really, I mean, he was tested to an extent. I think Iron Robin, honestly, the Dutch should have won today. There were so many times when all Iron Robin had to do was take one touch and hit it. He's just taken two extra touches on two chances that he probably should have the first one I can I can remember was a great flip by Schneider. He's taking that first touch into the box. Just hit it. Just just smash it. Instead he's taking that extra touch, allowed Mastrano to get back. The second one where he's gotten to the byline, instead of instead of whipping it across to, to Huntelaar who's standing there on the sticks, he's taking an extra touch and allowed for a block. To me it doesn't to me, he needed to be a, a, just a step quicker. You got into the box, you're taking that first touch past the center, just shoot it. You, you'll, you'll score if you get past that, but he's taking an extra touch. To me, and, and then again, it all just sort of rides on the luck that Argentina has had. They've had a very, very lucky World Cup and are very fortunate, I think, to be in this final. Well, sometimes luck it does carry teams to the, uh, to the championship round. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll break down the Argentina-Netherlands game. Uh, the fact that a lot of it's that John Champion, Stu Robson made several several observations that they really Argentina did a great job of taking Iron Robin out of the game, and uh, that some the way the pace was going could easily expect a zero zero game. And the, the, first of all, I thought someone was going to score an extra time, but it, what for uh, the Dutch side is it the fact that they have played you know 120 minutes 
plus just in the past week when they had to face uh, Costa Rica in the uh, quarterfinals. Did you think that sort of took some some uh, some energy out of them knowing that they were going to face Argentina in front of a pseudo home crowd? I mean, yeah, maybe it played a little bit of an effect or a bit of a factor. I I don't think it played into that much because you can see sort of towards the end that at least Robin had a lot of energy left in the tank. I mean, I think in the end of the day, it was, it was more of a gamble on their part that they could, if they could at least, like, take Robin, take Schneider, take Van Persie out of the game, they could probably take them, they could probably take penalties. To me, Argentina really didn't, I don't know, they just, to me, they didn't excite today. They didn't really excite. And I think that's just, the, that to me is the epitome of this Argentinian team. They have not excited in this World Cup. They have not set the world alight. They're a team that has just grinded out results. And to be fair, like, that works. Obviously, it shows that it works. But is that the kind of football that people really want to see? And I know I'm talking from a, from more of a, a like, a more of a, fan, a fantasy, like, more of a fantasy than I am really of, of true, you know, appreciation for the game. Because, I mean, to be fair, they had a great defensive performance and they worked extremely hard. But, is that, the, is that the kind of football that really wins you a World Cup? I mean, we'll see. We'll, be, we'll, we'll certainly see. It sounds like someone wanted an all-European uh, final. I did. I did want an all-European final. Because then it just plays into the perspective and plays into all the all the, uh, the press about Argentina. Like, no European team's ever won on a World Cup soil, on South American soil in the Americas, and there's just going to be all this, all this pre-match, just drama and tabloids that just aren't necessary. Had the Dutch won? Well, it's a fantastic so story, though. You know, it, it gives it gives South America at least some shadow of hope as we segue into the second game. Whereas the FIFA conspiracy theories uh, come to a smashing halt, literally ten minutes into the game. Where were you when uh, Germany? scored their first goal. I was watching the whole game. I was at work. Okay, so if I had told you that a semifinal game would be 7-1, to one, what would you say to me? I mean, if you had said that their semifinal would have been 7-1 now, nowadays, I would have said you're crazy. Not, not a chance. Not a chance. If you had asked me that, but, like, in the 30s or in the 20s, I would have been like, you never know. Well, you you texted me yesterday saying, are you, watch, are you watching the, you know, this, the, the onslaught or the domination of Germany? And when I first saw it, because I didn't watch the game until later that night, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, they're winning 3-0, which is, which is considered sort of a blowout in soccer, especially for for two teams like Germany and Brazil and on a World Cup semifinal and then watching the game it looked like it looked like a club team taking on a World Cup championship team it was just a poor performance by Brazil we've we've listened to all the uh, the pundits commentary of it did Neymar with did Neymar's back injury have a huge effect on this team, the fact that they really just... And, and Thiago Silva's double yellow card suspension, did, did Brazil have too many off-the-field issues to uh, sort of get focused for this game? I mean, 
the pundits would like you to think that. I read, I read a really interesting article today about the game, and someone from the BBC stated that, really in a sense, Brazil, I don't think, I, I will agree with you there, I do think that a lot of the stuff off the field really took their mind out of the game. He said, what, the president, I'm not sure the guy who wrote the article said, he was saying that Neymar's injury was sort of overblown in the sense that they, they, they were so focused on Neymar's injury and Thiago Silva not involved in the squad. I think in the end of the day, it really, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say it exposed them, but it certainly showed that they were way too concerned about all these other things, the pressure of playing at home. I, I, we, we talked about this from the beginning of the tournament. And I remember telling Dad before the World Cup even started. I remember telling a lot of people actually before the World Cup even started. We said that we said on radio show. You were you were on, you were on Fanatic Radio, and and you said that exactly. after the, especially after the Croatia Brazil game. So the the, the one comment that definitely stuck out uh, in my mind was you said this when this team faces a good team, they have no leadership, and the fact that their best player and their captain were on the field, you know, who do they turn to? Who is their biggest leader? David Luiz, obviously not. He's he's sitting, he's he slumped down in the, in the net after letting up yet another German goal. Who the Fazer couldn't do anything? No, I, I agree fully. I, I remember. I, no, I agree fully. When they were tested, when Brazil went down against a good team, how were they going to respond? And we obviously saw it today. They, yeah, they really weren't. They never really went down. The team, I mean, Croatia went ahead, but you kind of had a sense that Brazil was going to, going to rally around. You kind of had a sense that Brazil was going to get through it. But even in that game, in the first game, they struggled. They really struggled to, to find themselves, to really find someone that they could lead, that someone could really lead. Neymar obviously took that. With, with, you know, he took that game really by the strong of the neck, and he's done well. But they showed straight. They showed straight away that this Brazilian team is not a team that is really. I think has enough had enough quality to get to the finals, and it showed. They were they were heavily exposed. Mexico played them. Brazil probably should have beat Mexico. Again, there it shows. There was just no. There was no. There was not someone that could really make a difference. Neymar to me, I don't. He had an all right World Cup. I think a lot of people have overblown the fact that. He scored two goals in the first game, but prior to that, he had he didn't really. Or after that, where was Neymar the rest of the World Cup? Did he did he really affect did he really affect Brazil's chances? Was him not playing against Germany really going to affect the way that Germany played? Germany Germany played absolutely fantastic, and I think that once the first goal came in, once they got two goals really quick, that that was just Brazil were shell shocked. It truly were. I don't think they even even had this lightest plan if they would have gone down what they were going to do. Especially against a German team who really played well and were absolutely ruthless towards the end. Yeah, it was the fact that they played two South American teams prior was, a, was sort of, for me, a underlying factor because Chile games took a lot out of them. One, because it went to penalty kicks. Two, because they almost lost. And then Columbia game, they, it was you know, no soccer, just 100% fouls. Do you think the uh, game, like, like I said, like I said on this show, I believe two weeks ago when this and the knockout round started, I said, I said those, I said, you know, the only feasible team to make the World Cup final is Argentina because they don't have to play a single South American team, Brazil or Colombia. 
they won't win because they'll be up on each other so much when they face a European team like they did. They'll they'll just get kicked to the curb. Do you think that South America, playing South American teams and the fact that the Colombia game was so physical and rough took a lot out of Brazil as well? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think – and that's another thing. Argentina are very, very lucky with the draw. Again, I don't think Argentina have, have really been – they haven't, to me, really set the World Cup alight. And it's because they have not played if, – if Argentina would have the same setup that Brazil had, they would have been – they, they wouldn't have probably gotten as far as they have. It, it's really tough for the South American continent because those teams are so – their styles are so so similar. They're, they know each other so well. There's so much at stake to this the World Cup, and obviously a lot of that's riding on there. Certainly Brazil's last two games were incredibly physical, but I still, I still don't agree that, that – I mean, the performance that they had wasn't – People were people were saying it's, my, my boss was one of them. Said it was just an absolutely embarrassing and, and appalling performance. I mean, you got to at the same time really praise Germany because Germany did not let up. They literally did not let up. There have been so many games having watched soccer as long as they have, having been involved in soccer as long as they have, where you could have scored two goals and easily put your taking your foot off the gas. There have been so many times, so many examples in the history of the game where teams have gone ahead 2-0 and just taken a foot off the gap. They just cruised and let Brazil back in the game. Germany obviously had no intention of letting Brazil back in the game whatsoever. And it was evident after they banged in two, three, four, five goals in the first half. Germany obviously came in there made an early statement. Uh, that that well, was being... the deciding factor of the whole game. It was just the ruthlessness of Germany and their efficiency. Well, every game they've taken the lead and and and, and never looked back. They, the only game they chose was Ghana. They went down what two one, and they still tied it. Yeah, Germany. It's kind of funny. Very it's funny that Ghana has been the only team that's been able to one score against them legitly. Not like this ninety-minute Oscar goal. Yeah, so third no, place think, game Saturday. Third place game Saturday. Netherlands Brazil. Netherlands should win it, considering. Brazil, we mentioned they're playing for lack of pride. 100% of that pride went out the window in their worst defeat ever in Brazilian history. Do you think do you think this makes it easier for Netherlands now, knowing that they lost just a heartbreaking game, considering they went toe to toe with Argentina? No, because I do think Brazil actually will get up for this game. It'll be interesting to see. To me, I don't think the two sides are really – they both had two very different, like you said, sort of emotional ro- emotional rise in their semifinals. Brazil obviously embarrassed for their home. You know, they, they crashed out of a tournament that I don't really think Brazil was going to win. Netherlands, on the other hand, certainly a side that's I've done extremely well. I'm very unfortunate to, to be knocked out today. So I don't think – I think the game actually. I don't think. I don't think the Netherlands will, will, will kill Brazil. I do think it will be a really good game, but I don't think. I, I don't think Brazil will play as poorly as they did against Germany. But I don't think they they'll get. I, I don't think the Netherlands are going to let them sort of ease themselves into the game. The Dutch will certainly come out and and and, and fight and certainly get, make them make them really earn it if, if it is to be Brazil that wins it. Once again, third place game Saturday. I'm pretty sure in the afternoon. I don't know what time it is. 
but it should be an interesting one. Ah, 4 o'clock Eastern. Interesting to see if Brazil can uh, reestablish its dignity lost and went out the window. But by all, by all means, I want to congratulate Mirsov Klosa coming the uh, World Cup all-time leading goal scorer. Ironically enough, he broke the record in Brazil. <laughs> a re- record that was against Brazil, a record that was held by my boy Ronaldo. Uh, quick comments on uh, Mirsov Klosa? His, we've we've uh, fallen, love, fallen in love with his, uh, his play Lazio and his uh, many front flips. I'm I'm absolutely I'm just absolutely I'm so happy for him. I'm so proud of him. Really, it's I think it's really funny. I, heard, I, I was reading in an article today a comment by I can't remember who it was by. I think it was by it wasn't real Ferdinand. Maybe it was Alan Shearer. It was somebody that said there was one of BBC pundits that said Rico Close is not he's not a striker that you would associated with Pele or Ronaldo, he's, he, like, you know, because those, those players are, are, they are able to create their own goals. They're really able to sort of, um, you know, conjure up something really special out of nothing. Very Mokosa is, is a true poacher, and he is lethal anywhere in the box. And I think, that, I think it's really funny that he's, he's one of the more, like, he's, he's part of a, an, an incredible class, and he's literally climbed up the ranks of a class that consists of Juice Fontaine, Pele, Gerd Muller, Ronaldo, some of the greatest strikers in the, in the whole history of the game. And Miroslav Kosa, is, but he's, he's somehow done it. And, I mean, you just have to praise him. He is a, he is a true, true poacher and a true player that you have to marvel at. You really have to admire. I've loved watching Miroslav Kosa play. I remember watching him in 2002 when he was at Kaiserslautern and playing in the World Cup in Korea and Japan, he's just he's so clinical around the box. He's so clinical. He's so efficient. And he's an absolute joy to watch. I've always been a Miroslav Klose fan. A lot of people, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, who's your favorite striker?" Like, you know, honestly, who's your favorite fourth? It would have to be either Luis Suarez and Miroslav Klose because they're two players that are so clinical around the box. Two very different players, but Miroslav Klose, you have to take your hat off to him. Fantastic achievement, fantastic honor. But to be fair, Thomas Mueller is probably going to will probably beat that award. So fair, just a matter of time uh, because the Iraq, the guy that scored the very first goal to get things started, Thomas Mueller is not even in his thirties and is already on pace to breaking the record that his teammates set in the same game. Thomas Mueller going to win the Golden Boot at the end of this World Cup. I don't know. I think it all depends on what happens in the final. I'd like to see him win. Thomas Rodriguez, I mean, I think it, it has to go down to Thomas Muller. It just has to. Thomas Muller is fit to win the Golden Bay. I don't think Thomas Rodriguez, he's a great World Cup, and he's really scored some fantastic goals. But I just don't, I don't know. I just don't see a, a player that's knocked out win the Golden Boot. It just, to me, it's just like, well, yeah, Thomas Rodriguez wins the Golden Boot. But I don't know. I just think Thomas Muller is just, well, he, I think he's 24. He's, he's 24. He's got another probably two World Cups to go. He's easily going to break that record. Yeah, 24. He is just a year older than you. And he's already, like... And he's already, like, announced himself on the world stage as one of the greats in in World Cup play. But even then, you don't really... You're you're, you're German side. You're just like, I don't know, to me, he just doesn't... He just... He's like a very small close. It just sort of floats by... He scores a bunch of goals, but people don't really recognize him. And he came to the cat. Like, who do you think of, like, the, the O2 Germany team, Oliver Kahn, 
Michael Ballack, um, you know, those kind of guys. Even in 2002, who do you think of on that team? Like the kids, the real, like the kids like Ballack, Khan, um, Jens Lehmann, you know, all the, all the other, like, supporting cast that he had. Podolsky, he just sort of, those kind of names resonate. Podolsky. And even this year, Ozil, Kadira, Schweinsteiger, and then there's Thomas Muller just kind of doing his thing, and he's scoring goals, and he's just sort of brushing off, and he's just, I don't know, it's just something about him. He finds the goal, man, and he just keeps finding the goal. So from, from one, from what, once again, impressive 7-1 defeat, biggest win in a semifinal game in World Cup history, biggest defeat for a Brazilian side that I don't think the Brazilians will make it back to this in four years' time. I think 2002 is, is probably going to start as the, as the last time they're going to make a World Cup final. Because unless, well, then again, if this Brazil team stays together, four years from now it could be different. They face, once again, they face Netherlands in the semifinals. We now go to the finals. Germany, Argentina, Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully with uh, John Champion, Stuart Robson on the call as they have single-handedly carried this World Cup through in terms of coverage on ESPN by painting vivid pictures and witty British humor. We met, we've, we've spoke very highly of Germany. Is there anything highly of praise you can say on Argentina, or do I have to take the latter and defend Argentina? You're probably going to have to take the latter. I, I mean, they had a very good defensive display today. And certainly from a from a tactical perspective, they got it right. They got it spot on today. They were they did a very good job defensively. That's all I can say. To me, I'm not a fan of Argentina. I'm not. They they really to me just ridden on a wave of luck. And like Brazil, it's going to run out, and it's going to run out to Germany. Yeah. So this is since since '98 when we, when we have started watching the World Cup. You and I. This is the best German team you've ever seen. Um, I don't know. I think 2002 had a... That's uh, a, a really good question. I'm not really sure. I think the 2002 team was a good mix of the old and young. I think for them... 2002 the team was, almost lost to us. Keep my, mind you. Yeah, but you look at the way... Well, if you look at the, that same German team, they, they had... They, literally followed suit in the same sort of way that this German team had. They won their first game. They drew their second game. They won their third game. They barely beat, in the round of 16, they barely beat Paraguay. They barely beat us. And then they, I wouldn't say barely beat South Korea, but they certainly gave South Korea a tougher road. I mean, they crushed Brazil this time. And that that German team made it to the final. I mean, I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, I think the German team last year was a really strong team and certainly was a team that I think could have gone very far. This is this German team, I think, for a lot of people and a lot of, especially for a lot of people in Germany, having read a lot of articles and listened to a lot of, that, a lot of their pundits speak, that it's sort of like this, it's like a golden generation of German players. And for a lot of people, they're really putting their hopes into this team. Because while I think the 2002 team was good enough to make the final, I, I just don't think they had a little bit extra. And certainly Michael Ballack missing the final is something key. 
this German team to me is very, to, to me, they just really, they've hit all the switches, right? They've done everything they can to get to this point. And I do feel that they have enough of character and class to get past that point. Well, no, too, they faced a Brazil team that was up to par just as good as them. Probably, probably for my opinion, probably the best Brazil team that we'll see in, in, our, in our modern generation unless something happens in, in a decade's time. Because you had a Brazil team with Ronaldo, Rivaldo, uh, Cafu, Roberto Carlos, Ronaldinho. I mean, that, that's half the team. That's half your starting lineup right there. It's all recognizable, well-known, fantastic players. Argentina has Messi. And maybe Di Maria if he's back. Maybe if he's healthy. Other than that, I had not you know, knowing this Argentina team, I did not have a clue who was on that team other than Messi. And what's smart? First of all, what's smart is the Argentine Argentine coach surrounded Messi basically with his boys and homies from past teams and his childhood. You know, you have guys that have grown up with him, guys that have been on the Copa America team with him, people from. Just, just surrounded with good players. When Maradona had them in 2010, it was a really weird mix of guys. You had uh, Tevez and just really random guys with Messi. Now this is 100% his team, and he basically does whatever he wants. But unfortunately, they face a Germany team, which I, I think I'm going to answer my own question and say, yes, this is the best German team. I thought I won 2006 was the best German team. Because that's when you had Balak in his prime, and that's when Lucas Podolski first came on the scene, and Mazet Ozil first came on the scene, and Fashion Schweinsteiger first came on the scene. But now you take those guys, basically a very experienced team, even without Balak, even without Jens Lehmann, even without Oliver Kahn. A lot of these guys are in the quote-unquote prime of their career, mid-20s, and some teams are, have a good starting eleven. One thing I like about this Germany team is they go, like, eight players deep. There's guys that could come off the bench and still make an impact, which we have clearly seen. There's about, you know, 50 million lineup combinations that you can have. You can start a back four, like, uh, a back four of center backs like what they did in group play. You could put Philip Lom back there. You can play Kloza. You can bring him off the bench. You can bring Schweinsteiger off the bench. You can throw in Mario Goetze, you can take him out, you can put Thomas Moore up there. They don't, they just have so many weapons that I don't think, oh, it's funny, no one has realized this. I said at the beginning of this tournament that Germany was going to win the World Cup. I am still sticking by that because when they won 4-0 against what many thought was a good Portugal team, I thought, well, even still, facing a European opponent, you went 4-0. The fact that they've hung seven on Brazil, they, it's a typical German team that will, will crush you. They show no mercy, and they don't take their foot off the gas. I won't say that I think it'll be a 1-0, 2-0 game against Argentina because then again you have the entire baby blue nation of Argentina attending this game. It's the World Cup final. It's 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 going to be crazy. I don't think Argentina's defense is strong enough to contain Germany. I don't think Argentina's midfield is strong enough to contain Germany. I do think the first half will be 0-0. I don't expect Germany to come out and score five goals in 30 minutes like they did. But I don't expect it to go to penalty kicks. I don't think Argentina is that strong. And also, 
Messi has faced – has he really faced a team with a midfield as equal as him? Today, you know, Knives with the Young did play few. He's coming off a groin injury. So he didn't really have a lot to contain him. Belgium the same way. You know, midfield just wasn't that great to contain Messi. And obviously Switzerland. Switzerland did a good job, though, because like, 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 like what I was talking to you earlier during the game, Barami and De Jong have done their positions well in the fact that they have not let Messi run loose. Germany, they have like nine guys that can do that. No, exactly. And I, and I think also the, the type of players that came in today for the Dutch, they weren't players. The guy that came in, I can't remember who the guy, Clap, uh, Clay or something, the guy that came in the center in the middle, he didn't. He wasn't a threat. All he did was. Where was Memphis Depay? Why did they not play him? No, I I don't know. My my thing was this, and Stuart Robinson said it perfectly. There's there was nobody in the game today that turned and looked forward. There was nobody that was really looking to unlock the defense, run at you, really try and you know pick out passes. They were very content with just going back, playing side to side. It was very sort of. It was it was a very cautious approach. And I don't think Germany, I, I agree with you 100%. Germany has so many weapons, so many players that can come in and really just make a difference and can really just, you know, pull the strings, turn the screws, do anything they can to unlock Argentina's defense. No, Argentina's defense has not been, it is not as good as people have made them out to be. They haven't been challenged. They haven't really been challenged. They've played a Bosnian side that really didn't challenge them that much. They put an Iran side that literally sat back, did not did nothing to really, really open them up. And they played a, a Nigerian side, a Swiss side, and even a Belgian side that really didn't, to me, they had, they, they had a good group of guys, good, group, good team, but couldn't, they never had someone that could really unlock Argentina's defense. Argentina's defense hasn't really been tested today. And when you saw the way that the Netherlands played against them, we're constantly driving at them. You get Iron Robin there, constantly trying to unlock the defense. Get them on their heels for most of the game. The Dutch had so many more chances, had so many more opportunities to win this game today. They should have won. Dutch should have won. So many chances, had so many opportunities to get balls in the box, to whip crosses. And Germany is similar to that, if not better. Much better side. They'll turn, they'll run at you, they'll look to combine and slide passes through. Yeah, to me, Argentina's defense is yet to be really tested. And they're going to be tested heavily the German side. And I'm with you. I've said it from the beginning. The German team is going to win the World Cup. Where does, uh, where does Messi go down in terms of um, all-time greats after this World Cup, win or lose? I mean, people are always going to compare him to Maradona. It's an unfair comparison, really. There's an interesting article about it. Um, no, not, I don't think it's an interesting article. I think it was... I think it was Stuart Robson and, and, and John Chapman, again, they're comparing it to Maradona. People were saying, like, if Messi wins the World Cup, people are going to say, well, Maradona took a, um, a mid-table Italian side, took them to, to glory. Messi's always going to be compared to Maradona. He'll never be able to live up really to the mystique that Maradona had. If anything, he's created his own. I mean, if he wins, it's, it's, it's a great honor, and people will always people will compare him to Maradona. If he loses, people will compare him to Maradona still, but, you know, it, it's just not going to be the same. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Messi can write his own history in this World Cup. He's written his own history for sure. I mean, it's just unfortunate that he sort of has a, has a shadow cast over him of Maradona, which is unfair to him, I think. It truly is. He's a great player. And he's someone that really should be marveled at. I, I, 
really, I don't like it. I don't like comparisons to great players. It, it, it's very tough. It's unfair, really, because I think a lot of those players, they don't, they don't really, they, they don't want that. They don't want that sort of era or aura about them. They don't want that. We, we label them and we, we like to compare and we like to have that sort of comparison. But that's not fair to them. Messi is Messi. Maradona is Maradona. They're two completely different players with two completely different teams. So I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think Messi I think Messi is better than Maradona after this. I think him getting into the finals is enough for me, considering what he's done on a global scale. Also in terms of just him as a person. You know, Maradona has been, is, was known for three things. He was known for winning the World Cup. He was known for doping during the World Cup. And he was known for shooting a journalist with a BB gun. Messi, he, he's won a million La Liga titles, a Champions League title. He's played with great players. He's made everyone around him better. He's literally dragged Argentina, kicking and screaming to the World Cup finals. He's the face of a country. And, you know, he's a, he's a devout Christian. He, he's a guy that, you know, never just does anything wrong, has, you know, no ill wills. He's a guy you can't hate. And, he's, and, he's, and he's, you know, he's walked the log and he's talked the talk. He has scored fantastic goals, sometimes the only goal for Argentina. And he's got an entire country supporting him. I think, I, I think he's better than Maradona just by getting to the finals. Because evidently he probably will lose. Maybe smashing, you know, 5-0 or whatever. Maybe they win. Who knows? But that, but, because, you know, he goes up against a very good Germany team. And there's nothing Argentina can do about that. I think he's past Maradona. Once again, Snack Radio, Mike Gardner, John Gardner. World Cup finals preview, semifinals recap. Germany won 7-1 against Brazil. Worst loss for the Brazilians ever. How they bounce back, we will find out on Saturday as they face a Netherlands team that won on PKs against Costa Rica and then lost on PKs to Argentina. Uh, is this Iron Robin's last World Cup? Van Persie's as well? Sorry, what was your question? Have you seen the last of the uh, the, uh, the the trio of Robin Van Persie and Leslie Snyder after this World Cup? I think so. For a lot of these guys, this is their last hurrah, which is really sad, too, because I don't know if we're going to see a Dutch Dutch team for a very long time that are really going to contend as a world power. I really don't. It's really a shame. Because those are, those are really three good players that have really taken really taken a nation and really improved it in, in many respects. And it's just it's just unfortunate if you think about it. Well, they made the finals past two past two World Cups, which you know you never hear about. Usually, you know, of course, this Dutch team could have lost at any time. They could have easily gotten knocked out of their group at any time. But they're a very good team. Coaching has a lot to do with it as well. Lou Van Gaal has done a fantastic job with this team. Because uh, you, you don't seem very confident in the youth that, that Netherlands is leaving behind to do what these guys before have done. Oh, no, I, I disagree. I mean, I think there's a lot of great players, a lot of great youth players. But at the same time, who are the experienced guys? I mean, I think Robin and Schneider may. I don't know if they – I mean, maybe they can stick around for one more World Cup, but I don't know. For me, it just seems like – there's, there's just not a, a – who is a solid leader in the Dutch side that's really going to, to – that can really bring that sort of error about them? That, you know, like you got Robin Van Persie 
you know, Wesley Schneider and, and Ari Robert, who, who do you have to follow in their footsteps from a terms of a great perspective? Like, you look at the Dutch side, you look at the 98 team, they had, you know, listen to the name, the Climber, the, the Climber, the Board Twins, Perkamp, Dobby. Then, 2002, you know, they had players that could, even though they didn't cooperate in the world, they had players that were coming through the fold, you know, like Vistroy, Robin, Schneider, they had those guys. Who do they have next to really sort of bring them into this, you know, what is, what is so traditional, you know, really, you know, a strong Dutch side? Who do you have? This, who's the backbone of that side, really? Certainly not going to be Ron, Ron Guar. But you see that, you know, you, you want to take, do what Spain did, take their old guys again, or go with uh, – Go with new players, which is interesting. All right, now wind down for the World Cup. Next time, join us next week, though, because we have a very special hour-long edition of FNAF Radio World Cup show. We'll recap the final, which will be on Sunday. This is the show is next uh, next Tuesday. We'll recap the final. Then we'll have our 25 most shocking moments, much like our good friends at the BBC do. John Gardner and I will bring you the 25 most shocking moments of the World Cup. And we will give you some uh, some things to look for the future. Who's the next bright mm-hmm. European club? Who was the biggest disappointment in terms of a team? Who should have never showed up? More gossip and more quick predictions before we have, before we close out this show. You have Netherlands or Brazil in the third place game? Netherlands. I'm gonna have to go with Brazil. I think. So I think if, if if they would have lost to Germany 3-0, it's, it's, it's enough bad taste in your mouth to lose again because you're already deflated and there's still, once again, no Neymar. To lose 7-1 and to have Luis Scar say it was the worst day of his life, have the worst to, to set history in two different ways for a Brazil team that many morons picked to win this champion, to win this World Cup. I think a 7-1 victory is too bad of a loss that they'll come out and at least play for country, play for pride. Because, you know, another team did not look very good today, especially against an Argentina team that was very weak. It's a, ironically, it's a swan song for uh, Louis van Gaal, who I think was coach of the tournament, who took a Netherlands team and, you know, first game out of the box was they beat Spain. And everything was, was all downhill for them in a good way. The fact that they survived two Central American teams and fell to a solid Argentina side. And uh, World Cup final on Sunday, Germany or Argentina? Will Das Machina win it again? Yeah, it's going to be Germany. It could be like I said, closer than closer than most think. Because a lot of people, it's interesting because a lot of people have Germany heavily favored after a seven-one win, and Argentina winning on penalties. I think if Argentina's defense can contain Dutch German offense, they will keep it close. But I think Germany's just too good and will just break down Argentina in the second half. It'll be tied at halftime, but then the floodgates will open. Uh, and, final, and finally. Golden Boot, does it go to Thomas Miller? Does he find a way to get a goal or James Rodriguez will win it? No, Miller's, Miller's going to win it. If not, they'll tie and Miller will win it because he's gotten more this. All right, and does, does Neuer win goalkeeper of the tournament? Of course. He has to. Is this going to be a German sweep of awards? 
German sweep of awards. I think Nuri's going to win it, one, because he has the best footwork I've ever seen of a goalkeeper, and two, little known fact, if, if Germany is able to win the finals and uh, go scoreless, he will have only, this goalie will have only conceded three goals, and those two teams to do it is Brazil, which is the host nation, which was a flute goal, and the other two was against Ghana, who last time we heard for them, we saw laughable pictures of Boateng and Slim Matari chilling on a beach. So, woke up, woke up final is the greatest circle in sports this Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Third place game is on Saturday for John Gardner. I am Mike Gardner. Catch Catch Fanatic Radio this Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. You can catch the podcast on iTunes, listen to the past World Cup shows to know just how right our predictions were. But we will see you again next week for our shocking moments of the World Cup. And don't forget to tune in this Friday. Check out the podcast on iTunes and B4360. We'll see you next time. This has been Fanatic Radio on Blog Talk Radio.